This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scando-ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. You're goddamn right. Thank you. 
Jersey Judah, back with another edition, another episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Well, it's February, so you know what that means. That means it's Black History Month. And people like myself, to say, as a black person, to say you don't celebrate Black History Month is like... I don't even, I couldn't even come with a comparison. I don't think that one month, let alone the shortest month of the year, can be a celebration of our history as a black person. But I want to do something different. I want to appreciate those on this day, the first of the month, Black History Month. I want to give a shout out to the black conservatives, (laughs) the black conservatives who will stand on their 10 toes and have their views, their opinions through their research and their knowledge, no matter how hard the wicked mainstream media tries to present you as a race traitor, as a self-hater. I like when people call me a self-hater. It's funny because, you know, I got this big ass afro. So it's like, you know, (laughs) I'm doing a bad job at being a self-hater. I'll tell you that. But the black conservatives, you know what I'm saying? The trailblazers of the world. Those that were actually involved in starting the Republican Party, if only you people know your research, only only if you people know your history and was able to do your research, you will come to that conclusion. But don't worry. I'll show you an example. Okay, I'll show you an example. Let me go to videos real quick. We got a short show. I'm going to do things just like I did the last episode. I'm going to do an hour now. I'm going to do an hour and some change later on today at work. That way I can have this shit uploaded and it could be, you know, hour and 30 minutes to two hours when it's time to upload. I don't know what type of day today is going to be, but yesterday was extremely busy, which I'm glad I was able to do the hour and some change previously. So that um, inspired me to do the same today. So I'm going to go through this video as we celebrate the first day of black history the way that I want to celebrate it, okay? The way that I fucking want to celebrate it. I don't want to hear a lecture about Barack Obama. I just don't. I don't want to hear it. I know. It sounds bad, but I don't give a fuck. Um, here, here we go. Here we go. If this wants to work. 
I mean, President Trump brought it up is in Baltimore. And when I go out and tell people that on July the 4th, 1867, that the Republican Party of Texas was founded by 150 black people, they freak out. You got Republicans in Texas that didn't even know who founded their own party. Now, I got a problem with that, right? And that's a powerful, incredible message so that when those chuckleheads are standing out there calling us white nationalists and, and, and racist, we should say, no, your party was the one that was creating the Ku Klux Klan. You understand? Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear it? Let me play it again. Fuck that. I mean, President Trump brought Fuck it up that. is in Baltimore. And when I go out and tell people that on July the 4th, 1867, that the Republican Party of Texas was founded by 150 black people, they freak out. You got Republicans in Texas that didn't even know who founded their own party. Now, I got a problem with that, right? And that's a powerful, incredible message so that when those chuckleheads are standing out there calling us white nationalists and, and, and racists, we should say, no, your party was the one that was creating the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, President Trump. Y'all, I, I, I hope y'all, I hope y'all listening. I hope y'all listening. Yeah, it's Black History Month. I'm celebrating it. I'm going to celebrate it the way that I fucking want to celebrate it. Okay? <laughs> that's how I'm going to celebrate it. All right? Um, Larry Elder, um, other names, Alan West, the man that you heard talking, smart, very intelligent. In my opinion, if there were ever to be another black president, it should be Alan West. But that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, this is how I'm celebrating Black History Month. I'm going to bring up black names that the so-called black men of today would consider to be coons and sellouts. And they're not coons and sellouts about what they're doing because they're not personally doing anything to sell out black people. They're not poisoning their communities. They're not causing chaos and violence in their areas. It's because of what they're saying, okay? And it's the fact that a lot of us were ill-informed when it came to our history as a people in general. Now I'm not, I'm a, this is not a black nationalist type of ordeal. I'm just saying, know who you are before you pass judgment on others. Cause see, these niggas don't know shit about history. Really? They really don't. Only a few of us know. Only a few of us are enlightened and we were enlightened, not by a school teacher, not by a professor, but by our free time and free will to do so. Okay, let's honor uh, Thomas Sowell. I think that's his name. Let's let's honor these black men who by black media would consider the coons and the sellouts. Funny how black people talk about the same ble- the, the same black people who mostly talk about um, BLM or who's a part of BLM are the same ones that ignore the violence that goes on in their communities, the violence that goes on within our people. We wait for one white cop to shoot a black man. It's like they, they roll the dice. Meanwhile, these white, these white motherfuckers are getting killed every day by white cops. There's that incident with the uh, 
the black cops killing killing the black guy, right? And a lot of these people are so sick in the head. They're so delusional. They don't understand what's going on in the world. That instead of just seeing it for what it is, these cops use force on another black man. They will just consider the black man to be, quote unquote, white supremacists. So now there is no logic left on the left. If I say something that most niggas will disagree with today, most of those niggas will just say he's a coon, he's a sellout, this or that. There, There's no, and there's no information, there's no knowledge on where the term coon uh, came from. And if they knew where coon came from, they would stop using the word because they are the ones who are essentially selling out the people, the black people you know, continuously promoting the stereotypes, all right, continuously promoting the fuckery, the madness, but anyway, that's my quick uh, first day of the month black history lecture, I will do another one tonight um, involving, you know, history are just involving talking points that are rarely spoken of, especially in black history month, you know, me personally, I was just a huge, I was just a huge, like, I wouldn't even say fan because that I'm not a fanatic over anyone, but I, I was a huge, I wouldn't even say supporter because of course, when I was growing up, this man was long gone, but Malcolm X was always like one of the, one of the coolest, one of the coolest guys. When I say cool, I mean like, uh, the way he carried himself, you know, he was the more defiant, he was the more radical mindset than the sort of passive, more conservative seen today, mostly, uh, Martin Luther King. But, um, yeah, you know, people, people should understand, like, we don't got a Malcolm X day. Why don't we have a Malcolm X day? And why do we have an MLK day, but not a Malcolm X day? And a lot of people really, a lot of black folks really need to understand we wouldn't have a Martin Luther King day if it wasn't for Ronald Reagan. We wouldn't have a Martin Luther King day if it wasn't for Ronald Reagan. So you can take that however you want. A lot of people look at Martin Luther King as a sellout. Um, Anybody who makes it to a point to where they're side by side with government, like straight up government. And today it's just more obvious because you see the people in power. So you can tell like a lot of these people are being groomed for positions of power. You know what I'm saying? So the passive approach during those times, in my opinion, even though I did not go through those times. I know nothing about those times besides what the history book tells me and besides what research that I do. But during the civil rights, the turbulent 60s, right? That whole passive shit, I, and for my, say my, it wouldn't have flied with me. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to hold hands if, if motherfuckers is really out here killing niggas, calling, you know, throwing niggas out with the hard R, heavy, niggers like that that heavy art man 
that that R is like exaggerated and it just agitates the black spirit. Like that like when <laughs> that hard R, man, that shit is dangerous, man. I mean, at this point, like I said, the word the word nigga to me is like legit a word. So I don't I don't personally trip over it. I understand that the same way that a lot of us, you know, behind the scenes, we'll talk about white people, we'll say cracking this, all this shit. You know, um, my friend growing up, ironically, he's half black, but he used the term soup floater. That's what he called. That was his code name for cracker, soup floater. Call Caucasians soup floaters. It's despicable. I know it's fucked up. It's it's considered racist, but a half white person, um, a black, a half black man with a white mother told me that joke. So I don't feel so bad about laughing about it. And I understand white people, they got their racial humor. They got a couple of black jokes. I grew up listening to a, a few black jokes that were quite funny. They were quite funny, quite hilarious. And they were from people who would be highlighted as um, white supremacist sympathizers and sort of this, the South will rise again mentality. Okay. Shout out to the hillbillies out there. Shout out to the rednecks. The real rednecks. See, the rednecks, the real rednecks, that isn't a derogatory term for real rednecks. I want to I wanna point something out. See, when you deal with blacks who are just, you know, they are of the culture. They are the, they're, they're of the essence of being black. We understand the word nigga. Like, it flows freely because it is within us. You see what I'm saying? Rednecks. They consider themselves like the real rednecks consider themselves rednecks. You see what I mean? They see that you see their pickup truck. They flying the Confederate flag. Hey, look, I don't give a shit about the Confederate flag. It's a part of history, yo. If they still want to live like that, let them niggas live like that. They not bothering me. It's a part of history. And see, the problem is these people want to erase history. They want you to forget that, you know, this wasn't necessarily, you know, the most open-minded melting pot that we have today being the United being the United States of America, being down south, you know, being in places like Texas, things like that. Yeah. Now, motherfucker got a swastika. And see, people got to understand the history. People got to people really got to start understanding the history. Matter of fact, let me go to this other video real quick before we jump into this Manosphere Highlights Daily video. And shout out to Manosphere Highlights Daily. It's another video going over Brittany Renner. But um, this is something that that should always be brought up. Um, shout out to Riza Islam because he's about to drop some shit when it comes to the swastika. All right. Hold up. Hold up. W, you seen the BMW? Yeah, good old Hitler. That's Nazis. Wow. Mercedes, you like? Hold up. America helped Hitler. 
it's the blatant hypocrisy. You know BMW? You've seen the BMWs? Yeah, good old Hitler. That's Nazis. Wow. Mercedes, you like those? Oh. Adolf Hitler, Nazis. Krispy Kreme donuts, partially founded, Nazis. God damn. Let's cut the cap. He helped to kill some of our people too in the Holocaust. They don't talk about the African Germans who were there. Don't get this twisted. You helped him. He made Time Magazine's Man of the Year. A swastika didn't come from the Nazis. The swastika was an Indian symbol of peace. That symbol is used all throughout Africa. That symbol is used in Ethiopia. That symbol is used when it comes to the pyramids in ancient Kemet. That symbol was used by our people for peace and tranquility and good faith and love. These positive affirmations long before Adolf Hitler and the Nazis stole it. That symbol was used by the Navajo tribe here in Phoenix, Arizona, bro, from the 1940s after removing. Coca-Cola used to use the swastika. There's a swastika city in New York. Let me help you, bro. Wow. There's a swastika city in Ontario, Canada. So again, he stole that. They stole that. It's like they have stolen a lot of different things. And I'm not encouraging people to go put the swastika on me. America. Now, pay it, I hope y'all paid attention, man. Yeah, this is Black History Month, man. This is how I'm doing it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and once again, shout out to Riza Islam. Um, <laughs> the swastika. And I knew this. I knew this. Believe it or not. I learned this. And I want to say eighth grade. I learned this in eighth grade about the true origin of the swastika. These people, these wicked people, these occultists, and in some cases, Luciferians, because symbolism was always used um, by these wicked ass Nazis, these krauts, despicable, disgusting people, treacherous beings. They know a lot about symbolism because look at the SS. What is the SS symbol? Uh, what is that? It's two uh, lightning bolts. Two lightning bolts. You, you can do your research on that. I'm not going to go into a whole fucking history lesson. But what these people do is they take signs and symbols that were originally meant for positive, And then by them being wicked and evil... They make, the, they make that sign negative and bad, and in this case, racist. Going back to what I was saying, the point that I'm saying is, these white boys, you know, Confederate flags, gun toters, um... Keep America white type motherfuckers. I can accept who they are for what I know about them. You know, regardless of how progressive people believe that we've gotten, there's always going to be a people, there's always going to be a group that will not accept you. Look at what they're trying to do now. They're trying to make Transformers acceptable by straight men to a point where if you will not date, if you do not find Transformers attractive, then you're transphobic. Absolutely despicable. But they'll take the, these people will take these symbols. I would take a Confederate flag 
over a fucking uh, uh, a Nazi a Nazi flag. You know the red joint, the black swastika, the white circle. No, I won't accept that in this country. And you know these other flags, which I'm not going to mention. I really don't accept those flags either. When you start walking into a lot of these classrooms, when you start really seeing what's going on behind the scenes, you're starting to see certain agendas be publicized by a lot of these public schools. Some of these schools are even elementary. Some of these schools, some of these teachers teach these young boys and girls about anal sex at a disturbingly young age that is unacceptable. But a lot of you people voted in this type of madness that's taking place. Therefore, a lot of you guys deserve the the treachery that's coming towards you. You voted a lot of these demons in the position. Could have just had a non-political ass nigga like Trump in office, still still boosting the economy, probably preventing World War III from taking place. If there's four more years from this president, I want you guys to realize something. If there's four years more of this president that we currently have, there is, I, 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 I don't even want to imagine what could happen. Shit is already bad now. I heard gas prices in California, them niggas are still paying five dollars for gas. It's bad. But y'all wanted these people in position. Y'all fed into the lies, the bullshit, the propaganda. Most of y'all. Some of us did not fall for the fucketry. Let me get some of this iced tea real quick before I jump into this video. And this is very similar to what I said previously, probably a week or so ago. All of these symbols that are considered evil at one time were considered good, positive. But these wicked beings come in, they turn everything good, bad, turn everything bad, good. And they've taken the all seeing eye, which which to be honest, in all fucking actuality, right? The the all seeing eye is the pineal gland, third eye. Your awareness of self, all right? Your awareness and others, right? Your third eye being open. A lot of people will look at this as evil. This is wicked. This is witchcraft, et cetera, et cetera. These people are fools. They're being lied to by their pastor, their pulpit pastor, 
these pulpit pimps, preachers, all spreading lies, just just completely like it's it's a factory. They they they've created so many weak-minded men in a lot of churches today that is sickening. Sickening. And you know, these people want to separate, they want to be a religion, but then they want to just, you know, rip pages out of the Bible. Like, oh, that doesn't count. That's Old Testament. Okay. That's cool, I guess. There's other books, the Apocrypha, there's the Book of Enoch, there's all these other books that a lot of these people won't even mention. Oh, they're not in the Bible for reasons. Why aren't they in the Bible? Why why is there rumors to have several other books within the Vatican City? But anyway, I'm going offhand. I'm high as shit right now. But um, yeah, happy Black History Month. This is how I'm doing Black History. Okay? So we're going to jump right into the fuckery. Now that the Black History segment is over. I did not even create this playlist yet, so I'm going to have to do that before I continue. Let me delete some things here. Oh, jeez. Jesus Christmas. All right. I don't know. Five. Uh, I'm going to figure it out. I believe it's this one. Yes, right. give me some of that baby foolishness. Yes, sir. Okay, so that's a lot to unpack, but I'm going to start with the first question is, did you read my book? Spark notes. I heard about it. You can't make this. Okay. I read Brittany Menace's book. So you don't have to. If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the results of a hundred battles. Some two, the art of war. Welcome to Manage Highlights Daily. The opening clip says it all. Cam Newton looked foolish because he was not prepared. He has not read her book, yet he talks as if he knows exactly what was written in it. A lot of men get burned by their ignorance about women. PJ Washington. And that's why we are here to provide you with the information and the tools so you can protect yourself at all times. So yes, we bought the book. Yes, we paid for it. And I read it from cover to cover because we care about you. We want to provide the best information we can to help you out. That is why we are reviewing this book from a red pill perspective. Like I've said many, 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 many times on this channel, Brittany Renner is must-study material because she is transparent. We do not hate Brittany Renner. We do not hate women. But we will protect ourselves and our voices will be heard. Brittany Renner's book is called Judge This Cover. Came out in 2018. And I quote, This is my story of seven men and seven lessons based on true events. End quote. Remember this clip? I want to know my body count. I don't know why in like 2018 that's any of your business. Or why it matters. But 24. Eleven athletes. <laughs> Woo! Five entertainers. Woo! Eight regular guys. Woo! I've only three regular guys since I've been Instagram famous because a lot of y'all run your mouths too much. She gives us detailed in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
She belongs to the streets. Sight into what transpired with some of these men. She changed the names to avoid being sued. She also goes into her childhood, which is the most essential part in my opinion. The intro and set finding Oz are the most insightful chapters of the book. We'll talk about that later. Now, before we get into this, I want to say... This book is pure gold. Pure gold, depending on what you are looking for. This book is entertaining, and for others, it's disgusting. Because she... Alright, so for most men, it's disgusting. And let me just explain something. And this is just my personal opinion. Me reading about what a woman's actually been through and what she put her body through, for me, you wouldn't be able to pay me to read that shit. Like, legit. I wouldn't even, like, most guys would go, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Granted, if it was, like, if it was an audiobook and it was her talking about it, I, I would, I would, I would listen to it. Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't read it. But if it was already out there, <clears throat> it was like just the audible fucking, you know, she had an audible version. Yeah, I'd listen to it <laughs> because you already know it's going to be filled with. It, it's going to be filled with. A lot of throat. I mean, a lot of a lot of. <laughs> It's just it's just gonna be a book of her past. Let's just say it like that. Because I talked about this woman enough fucking times, but I just wanted to gather this video just for the fucking segment. So I did so. Alright. But you know it's gonna be filled with swords, a whole bunch of swords, you know, a whole bunch of duels going on in the cock coliseum. The cock carousel. You already know it. You you can already you can already figure out what the book is going to be about from the from the author. Does not pull any punches. I literally laughed out loud sometimes. She has some interesting stories to tell. It's pure gold if you want to know exactly what kind of women you should avoid like the plague. What women look for in a man, the selection process of these men, what's going on behind the scenes when women are flown out by these athletes and rappers, the impact of social media, the impact of having multiple lovers, etc., etc. You will notice that the book is written exactly like the way she speaks. She keeps it 100 even though she contradicts herself a lot in this book. But that's exactly what happens if you go by feel. We'll talk about that later. So personally, I would recommend using it for educational purposes just like the art of war if you know the enemy and know yourself you need not fear the results of a hundred battles soon soon you can find the book in the description listen to all follow none of the information that's consistent so we're going to highlight five things that remain consistent in her book that are essential for protection chapter one childhood trauma chapter two her first lover lives rent-free in her head. Chapter 3. Women break the rules for Tyrone. Number 4. It's always men's fault in the end. Chapter 5. Brittany Renner knows, but she won't slash cannot change. Now it's time for us to get into this and do what we gotta do. Because we men ain't we? We men ain't we? 
Alright, so this, this shit right here is just going to be a breeze through when it comes to this book. Um, like I said, me personally, there's no changing for Brittany Renner, Renner. Even if she changes, even if she makes those changes, her history is still there. And she's going to hold the men accountable for holding her accountable for something that she should be accountable of, which is her actions. Now, just because you put your dirt out there in a book doesn't mean you necessarily learned anything from it. And this is the case that I talk about a lot when it comes to these type of women where their success doesn't necessarily come from anything positive. What is how is she how would a woman like that try to help women by teaching them to do the same thing and to be in the same position later on, but without uh, the baby daddy making six figures, seven figures. You know what I mean? So it's always this, like I said, man, it's Bizarro World. Bizarro World Wednesdays. That that actually sounded a lot better than just Bizarro World. That's what I named yesterday's or last night's episode or yesterday in general's episode. I don't know what I'm going to name today. Function starts here. Brittany Renner's childhood was not a cakewalk. She is biracial and has some interesting things to say about how that impacted her being raised. You see, a lot of people don't realize that. She's biracial. AKA mixed. Mulatta. I know that's I I didn't know that. Um someone told me that that was offensive. I didn't know. Shit. It doesn't sound offensive. Doesn't it's not nigger, I'll tell you that. Doesn't sound like anything that bad. But uh yeah, she's she's mixed. A lot of people will just see her as a, a light skinned black woman. And a lot of people gotta realize that there are light skinned black people who are in fact full black. Alright? This isn't like a situation where people can just take somebody like Obama and the fact that he's literally half black but is looked at by the community as 100% black it's just absolutely idiotic to me but it is what it is you know Brittany Renner she is a uh, mixed breed woman let's continue in a predominantly white environment. <laughs> my mom is one of those white girls that thinks that she is black and my dad is actually black. Her father was in prison for a big portion of her childhood, and this is what she says. Girls without dads grow up to be the biggest whores because the first man who's supposed to love a young girl doesn't. And she really go. lets her mom ha- There you go. Now she's saying that. This is from the book, people. Brittany Renner is saying that. The women who are usually not raised by their fathers grow up to be whores because they look for love and didn't get love from the father. They didn't get the male guidance from the father. So she goes out there, she sleeps around in this twisted, perverted mindset of thinking that she's going to find this provider in the process of doing it. And she only becomes a hoe. 
And like I said, only the weak-minded men are going to want to deal with you. And you ain't going to want to deal with them. In this book, she describes her relationship with her mother in detail, and it definitely impacted her adult life. Janice. My mom never married, which was surprising since she always prioritized men over us. Little did we know, our mom didn't want to be a mom. She dropped us off at our grandparents' house, and we only saw her when she'd occasionally pop in to say hello. So the people, her parents, who were supposed to provide love, support, guidance, and resources for their children to help them grow and develop into successful, responsible, and independent adults, did not do their job, did not want that job. This is the only part of the book where I sympathize with Brittany Renner, because you cannot choose your parents, your family, life circumstances, etc. Childhood is impactful to a person's life because it lays the foundation for their emotional, social, and cognitive development. Experiences and relationships in childhood can shape a person's beliefs, values, and behaviors, as well as affect their mental and physical health. Childhood can also set the stage for future relationships and experiences. This is why a supportive and healthy childhood environment is important for overall well-being. Throughout this whole book, Brittany Renner's childhood experiences play a huge role dealing with the men she mentions in her book. That constant fear of disappointment is something I still grapple with as an adult. Brittany Renner is a person who consistently participates in relationships that result in harm. She displays patterns of codependency, low self-esteem, fear of being alone and difficulty setting and enforcing boundaries. Brothers, this is why vetting a woman is important. Don't judge a book by its cover. Never trust a big butt in its mouth. Just because a woman had a rough childhood that she could not control does not give her a pass for being low quality. This is what we can control. Low quality women do not deserve our time, money, and energy. Recognize the low quality and move forward. Protect yourself. A couple weeks later, I had a dinner date lined up for Valentine's Day with a super shy, but totally hot, baseball player. I wasn't the slightest bit interested in him, but he was cute enough to pass the time. He had the warmest smile, but he wasn't cute. I figured everyone was going to keep falling short in comparison if I didn't at least make an attempt to move on with my life. The first cut is the deepest. It's a phrase used to describe the emotional pain of a first heartbreak or rejection. The phrase implies that the initial wound of losing someone or something you love can be especially painful and that subsequent experiences of loss or heartbreak may be less intense in comparison. The phrase highlights the idea that the first love or heartbreak often has a profound impact and can leave a lasting impression. Brittany Renner's ex-boyfriend that she refers to as Seth in her book lives rent-free in her head. In almost every chapter, his name pops back up. He had the biggest impact of all the other guys he mentions in her book. Her book is not about how she became a successful or famous IG model, but she does provide insight into how Seth played a huge part in building and maintaining her exceptional physique. He also managed her career as an IG model. In the manosphere, we mention the significance of a low body count and virginity. There is nothing like the first time. Even though Seth was not the one who took her virginity, 
She was crazy in love with this guy. She literally did everything for him, including being his side chick, before she became his main chick. Threesomes, letting him sleep with other women when she was not around. You name it. We are reviewing a series called Sex Life, and that storyline is very relatable to Brittany Renner's experience with Seth. Brad wasn't just bad news. He was my own personal apocalypse. But it was thrilling, addicting, all that drama. It doesn't matter who she dates after him. You will never be him. It's no coincidence. My second marriages are even more likely to divorce. All the things she did for Seth, she is not willing to do for the next guy. Or the things that Seth did not want her to do, she purposely does with the next guy. The turnaround time for how quickly I moved on would have been upsetting for any ex. But that was the point. I wanted Seth to hurt, which brings me to you, Evan. This is the story of many, 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 many women. Sex as a tool to hurt their exes or to forget their exes or as a coping mechanism. Do you understand why we have record-breaking numbers of women being on antidepressants? They are not fixing the problem after these breakups. They are only making it worse. This is why you need to avoid chance leftovers. That's why you need to avoid damaged goods. Broken women. <laughs> don't try to save her. She can't be safe. Yeah, you can't do nothing for him, man. And these type of women always have the weak-minded. They always have access to the weak-minded. The, the weak-minded worships these bitches. They idolize these 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 young women idolize these loose bitches, these harlots, strumpets. Scandos. Sloots. Whores. Thoughts. Okay? And treacherous beings. And just like the women. Just like some of the wicked women. Illustrated in the Bible. Jezebel. With the beauty to attract any man but has nothing but ill and wicked intentions. This is the modern day woman. This is the modern day woman. There is no exception. If you're talking about quote unquote traditional, throw that shit out the window. It doesn't exist. Not in the West. Far and few. And too far to sort through modern woman idolizing trumpets like Brittany Renner terrible upbringing but like he said these things cannot excuse the woman of today a woman's past unless you are in fact a harlot unless in fact you do have a large body count and you have just been brainwashed to celebrate it But in your moments of celebration, you have enlightened the young men out there to know what to stay away from. Let's continue. Doesn't want to be safe.
What's also consistent in Brittany Renner's book is Tyrone. Men Yikes. that are attractive, confident, and successful with women. She was always attracted to handsome guys first. Even the guys that she calls regular guys are not regular in looks. Even the blue checks in her DMs are selected based on appearance. One day as I was casually scrolling through my DMs, one profile, in particular, caught my eye. After a further detailed investigation, I came to the conclusion that Mama liked what she saw. He was a low-key athlete who was known, but nobody would recognize him outside of his game uniform. Hello again, Ivan. You didn't have many posts and weren't following any of us IG girls, with the exception of me. We exchanged numbers because you were fine as hell and looked like everything I had been missing. It's well known to Brittany Renner and women in general that these Tyrones are juggling multiple women. What strikes me about Brittany Renner is that she expects Tyrone to be exclusive with her. How did you expect a truth like that to be overlooked when I had these deep feelings for you? Why would I ever condone you having meaningless sex with girls that you didn't really care about? If you... Me, why did you need them? Read behind the lines, brothers. Meaningless sex. Who are the gatekeepers of sex? Why are these women spreading their legs for these men without commitment and still have the audacity to claim commitment from these guys? Despicable! These are the same women that will tell you that body count doesn't matter because it's her body, her choice. Her body, her choice is pretty much a hidden, a, a hidden translation to she's the gatekeepers of sex. It's her body, her choice. So if she's going to fuck a Pookie or a Ray Ray and have a quote unquote baby daddy who ain't shit, that's her choice. So for me, it's her choice, her consequences. You as a man shouldn't be in a position to where you are willing to take care of a child that's not yours. Especially if you're seen as that guy to do so. A lot of these women are going to take advantage of that. Because a lot of them are used to making irrational decisions. Making illogical decisions. And when a woman fails, there's always a um, safe net. The simp, he'll throw out a safe net. The government will throw out a safe net. Society as a whole throws out a safe net. A woman can never go wrong in some of these men's minds. I'm going to say that again. A woman can never go wrong in a lot of these men's minds. Okay? This is, this is like... Pretty much, it's it's pretty much standard, basic. I'm not saying anything groundbreaking. It's just just a way to look at things. Like where women fuck up, she doesn't necessarily fuck up. Meaning, even like for a woman to go homeless is like for a woman to be like a terrible human being, because that idea of regular guys seeing a woman who's homeless. Some guy is going to give her money. Some guy is going to offer her a place to stay and not even be a creep about doing it. 
these are eventually the nice guys who essentially get caught up with false allegations are these are essentially the night guy the nice guys who are called uh quote unquote predators and all this other shit by irrational illogical women tale is not complete if the princess is not the only one to the man that is desired by the most women in the land. These men Brittany Renner talks about in her book are at the pinnacle, at the highest point of achievement, success, or recognition in a particular field or area. These women refuse to come home empty-handed and will let Tyrone have his way. Brittany is <laughs> just one of the ladies for these guys. With social media, Tyrone is not limited to his area code. Yikes. There are a lot of beautiful women in this world. So if physical beauty is the only thing you have to offer, you are not going to get far. What about having some standards? Oh, I forgot. No standards for Tyrone. It's wrong! Women have dropped the ball when it comes to the holiness of sex by rewarding the men who are not worthy, treating the worthy men like crap, and seeing casual sex as a means of empowerment. A means of empowerment, a means of income, a means for validation, a means for gratification. These bitches are using vagina, using their sex, using their bodies as barter within society. It was only a matter of time. Now they loosely, they loosely consider prostitutes as uh, sex workers. All of these other terminologies are now coming in to include harlotry, hookup culture where bitches just go out, you know, go on the cock carousel, ride it out into the sunset. But there's going to be an overnight, there's going to be an overcast for these bitches. When that time comes to where they feel that they're ready to settle down, they feel that they're worthy of a high value man. They're still at the age, they become 30 to 35 years old, ran through, worn out, washed up, you know, chewed up and spit out by, you know, the cock carousel. She believes that she can still find that guy that she was dealing with 10 years ago. But not not only that, she can find the younger guy 10 years younger. She can find the younger guy who's making all of this money. And beauty doesn't work like that for women. It works like that when it comes to men, meaning if a man is successful and he's like in his late 30s, early 40s, there'll be some women in their 20s trying to go after that man. It's not the same the opposite way around. But even when these money-hungry whores go after the man, they're going after him for his money and resources. If not, he would have just been a creepy old guy. So you got to really break this shit down. You got to really break this shit down. It is hard to take Britney Renner seriously when she ends her stories by blaming the men for the breakup or shortcomings. <laughs> That's why you have what to a read the whole story because the foundation of her relationships are unstable to begin with. It I would never read the whole story. As a matter of fact, I'm going to stop it. I'm gonna ne I would never read that book at all. Now, if she talks about it in detail for just for, for some dumb reason, I'll listen to it. But there's only a few books that I've actually literally re read. I'm not even joking. Like I said, audiobooks, that's a different story. Because audiobooks, 
I don't necessarily. Well, I I check out a lot of the uh, the Twilight Zone radio dramas. So a lot of the older episodes of the Twilight Zone that I seen years ago, they've sort of recreated it in audio form, which isn't bad. But other than that, I haven't really been I haven't been reading much book per se. So it's like I don't let alone a bitch who just went through a bunch of guys who just been ran through in her pathetic life. And we should feel sorry for her and the men that are bad are the men that's with her, but not her, the woman who's been through multiple men, openly talk about it and pretty much celebrate the side bitch hookup culture mentality. I don't feel sorry for these bitches whatsoever. I don't feel I don't feel sorry for these women whatsoever. Respectfully. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, first hour segment. It's about noon right now. 1204, which gives me like an hour and 26 minutes to charge my phone and get ready to go to work. Like I said, next segment will possibly be, I'm going to, I'm going to try to guess this out. Let me see. What do I got going on tonight? I'm going to say 6.30 or 7 o'clock. I'm going to jump back and do another hour. All right. An hour more, hour probably an hour and thirty minutes at maximum. We'll keep this episode somewhat short tonight, even though it's going to be two segments. But in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah, Crimson Capsule Chapel, segment one, signing out. Peace.
Disclaimer, The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scando-ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Jersey Judah, segment number two, all right? Wicked Women Wednesday, all right? Just because I can't come up with a name. It's 710 right now. Back once again with another edition, another episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. All right, um... I forgot what the fuck I was going through today, man. Shit. Let me let me go through my notepad here. We got Terrence Pop. We got a video from Terrence Pop. And we have Casual Bachelor, 29 minutes in total. Not going to try to waste any time. No bullshit. Already went through the first part. The first segment was from this morning. And now we're on the PM tip. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Everybody, Terrence Pop here with another episode of Live from the Lair. And today I am covering a phenomena that I noticed. I started noticing it about five or six years back. And basically, it boils down to just this. Well, we've now had three generations of uh, people raised during the pinnacle of the how shall we say, feminist nightmare. And a lot of these women don't 
ever wake up and admit to themselves that feminism lied to them and the happiness that they were promised by this ideology is not actually coming into vision or focus. Uh, and when they get about 29 or north of 30, a lot of them try to flip their script and uh, go back to God and become conservative, trying to lock down a Yikes. guy that they can uh, basically live with for the rest of their life. Yikes. Because right around 30, a lot of women realize, holy shit, uh, this getting up every day and going to work like a man kind of sucks. You wrong! But that's neither here nor there. It's just the reality of the situation here. Now, I have noticed while I was out there dating after my divorce that a lot of women I talked to would look me in the face and say, oh, no, I don't think like that. And, oh, oh no, 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 I would never do anything like that. Or uh, they would always assume my opinion was correct. And then down the road, I find out they're actually a feminist they, they won't come out and say it but they are because they've been indoct into the feminist mindset since kindergarten by the time they get to 12th grade most of them are like hey i'm gonna get a job i'm gonna have a career i'm gonna do everything for myself i don't need a man and that's fine i'm not saying that uh you know, you need to have a man, or if you're a man out there, if you need to have a woman in your life to be complete, that's absolutely incorrect. But men handle it better than women. And I'm going to cover ways that, uh, as an average dude, you can just ask questions to find out if this woman is worth investing that kind of time into to, you know, have a long-term relationship, marriage, whatever. Are you the kind of person who's run out of feelings to hurt? Then we have the Redonkulous swag for you. And we have multiple locations where you can get it. Go to the Stream Elements store or Crypto Fashion and embrace your inner fat punisher. Because after all, there's a little bad pop in all of us. Even your mother. Shirts, stickers, mugs, and hats are on sale now. Your support helps keep us independent from big tech and keeps this life-saving train on the tracks. Links are in the meat gazer box. <laughs> now, the first thing you do... All right, yeah, usually, luckily, I kind of spaced out for a second, man. I'm, I was smoking on this blunt. I got to move this car people finally left my fucking building so yeah we're gonna pretty much listen through uh most of this if not all of it and i'll just i'll just have my little thoughts after i see this five uh, this guy finally pulls up piece of shit All right, let's get back to it. 
is you simply just ask them if they're a feminist. All right. If they say yes, you give them a score of plus three. All right, because we're keeping track here, because if the, the higher the number gets, the more danger it is for you to stick around and, you know, form any type of uh, bonds with this type of woman. All right, if she's like not really or wishy-washy, I give them plus two. I ask their opinions on marriage. You know, if they get the, you know, well, happy wife, happy life, uh, that's a nightmare. Uh, or <laughs> if you ask them and they're like, well, you know, uh, his money is my money and my money is my money. That type of stuff. If it's negative, plus one. It's not favorable for her. Next, number three is tattoos. Now, I'm not talking about the small little tattoos here and there in places on a person's body where uh, they can't be seen while wearing formal attire. I'm talking about those ladies that have wizard sleeves because, you know, if there's a wizard sleeve upstairs, there's a wizard sleeve downstairs. Yikes. Translation, worn out vagina. Gotta break it down. Gotta break it down for y'all. An inverted windsock. Don't need it. It is for entertainment purposes only and completely temporary. Just accept it now. Four. Any type of unnatural colors in her hair is basically a warning that Mother Nature has created for certain animals as a self-defense mechanism. And basically what they do is these animals announce to the world that they are absolutely and extremely deadly and toxic and to stay away. Well, a lot of these uh, feminists out there, you're seeing all kinds of purple and green and pink and... Uh, and, and <laughs> Orange, I mean, it, it's all the colors of the rainbow. Well, they're announcing to the world that they're toxic and you should treat them as such. You give them a plus three. All right. Ask them about uh, body positivity or bring up uh, conversations about women who are, who are overweight and see if uh, they flip out or not. Because it's scientifically proves, proven that uh, being obese has negative outcomes across all, you know, physical ailments. You know, it is. If you are overweight, it is going to contribute to all causes of death. I have seen individuals at the tail end of their death, uh, when they were bedridden, had to shit themselves. It was absolutely horrific. And it was completely and utterly self-inflicted. All right. Uh, unshaven. Now, men like fit, feminine, friendly, fertile, and faithful women. Okay. Uh, if you have... 
a huge amount of body hair or armpit hair of various colors or you have grown your hair on your legs so long you can now play a sonata with uh, rubbing your legs together it's extremely unattractive and i would advise most men to give it a plus two number seven and seven and eight kind of bleed together Talk to them about if uh, pay gap or my body, my choice is, you know, high on their list and determine if they actually believe this stuff. Uh, because pay gap has been debunked more times than Santa Claus. There's been many studies out there that have shown women don't ask for raises. Uh, they start jobs way too below the average wage of other people in the industry. Uh, they work less, you know, four to five hours less than men a week, and it equates to the pay. All right? Believe in patriarchy. You hear them say anything like that, like, hey, you know, the reason it's like this is because of the patriarchy. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. You can tell by how men are treated in court, how many men commit suicide, how many men are in prison and homeless. You don't need that in your life. So if they believe in the pay cap plus two and patriarchy plus three, these are very damning questions for these pseudo uh, conservative camouflaged feminists out there. All right. Also, I ask, my body, my choice. <coughs> Most women who say this have the feminist mentality. They just, uh, they probably won't admit it to you, but that's why we're doing this, is we're trying to figure it out. So, uh, plus two. Does not need a man, but wants one. How many times have we heard that? I don't need a man, but I want one. Well, any woman who thinks that way, quite easily, once she gets tired of you and the feels go away, she's going to file for divorce and you are gone, baby, gone. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. <laughs> if they're a lefty thinker, Eliminated. and you can tell if you talk to them about basic politics, if they actually have these crazy uh, right-wing or left-wing views that are not uh, based in reality, but in feelings. Now, listen, I would love for the world to be a utopia where everyone got along and evil had long since disappeared. But I don't live in Star Trek world, and I can't push a button on a panel, ask for anything, and have it magically appear. If you're living on this earth, everything requires a grind, and for you to live, things must die. It's just that plain and simple. <laughs> and if they think otherwise, plus three, because what they're telling you is they're really pretty much a straight-up feminist. Twelve, college-educated. Now, there's studies out there that if you come across women who are college-educated, it will increase your chances of divorce between 10 and 15%. There's three or four studies on that. Now, normally, women file for divorce 80% of the time. 
why don't we add another 10 or 15 percent onto that and uh it's literally a 90 percent chance of failure all right 13 bad relationship with their fathers a lot of women Yikes. Aye, aye, aye. Yikes. Today walking around who had no father, don't realize what they missed. They make a whole ass load of bad decisions, which winds up with bad outcomes. Or if she was successfully alienated from her father by her mother, she'll do the same to you. At the end of the day, you're just there to uh, put a baby in her or provide and protect. That's it. All right. Failing the dick stacking test. And what I mean by that is 10 or more bodies, it's a plus three. All right. Now, most women usually get out of college north of 10 bodies. We have some women walking across the stage graduating from high school who are far beyond 15 bodies. And they're going out into the world sporting the thousand cock stare. Basura. All right. Basura. That's a plus as well. Basura. All right. The next one, 15. Uh, body modification and ah, over piercing. Discrazia. Now, when you see that, discrazia. It's rea It's like cutting, self-mutilation. Despicable. There's all kinds of psychological horseshit behind it. Despicable. You don't need that in your life. It's not going to take you any anywhere good. So plus two. Now over here, you'll see the risk levels. All right, you'll see zero to two, low risk. Four, uh, three to four. Moderate risk, five to seven, run like hell, and eight plus at your funeral. Yikes. So if you go down this list and you go over four, it's your chances. Uh, it's your life. You can do whatever you want. But if uh, you don't pay attention, it's your funeral. And don't you bitch about it, gentlemen, because I warned you. Aye, In the aye, back aye. of your mind... Aye, aye, aye. Keep this video present, mainly because you're going to run into women like this left and right all over the place in the Western world. Women who've basically given away their most valuable asset like it was uh, free samples at Costco. And then they want uh, the prince to show up and pay Ferrari prices. Doesn't work that way. At least uh, if you're smart, it doesn't. And you pay attention here. Trying to save lives. I'm up to 504 now. Uh, men saved from suicide because I'm putting out basic information like this in a comedic way backed with math, logic, and reason. Share this content, share the channel, leave comments in the comment box below, and you have a nice day. Shout out to Terrence Pop. That's Pop with two P's P O P P. Subscribe to the channel. Good content. Straight to the point. Logic.
entertainment, and all that other good shit. Now, a few things to go over before we go into the casual bachelor. And by the way, the uh, title of the casual bachelor video is The Advantages of Dating 60-Plus-Year-Old Women. Of course, this is coming from a 60-plus-year-old woman because wherever she's at, she has to advertise herself or overprice herself when it comes to finding the opposite sex. She has to overprice herself. She wouldn't accept a man who is on her level because she, her ego is so inflated by society. You know what I'm saying? Like, Landwell's Carl Tens in a woman's mind. Like, it's it's la-la land. It's bizarre world. It's despicable. So, you know, this whole, you know, feminazi shit, you know, I don't participate in it. Uh, I don't really participate in it. Um, if I get deep conversation with an individual, especially a woman, I'm going to ask her, not blatantly, I'm going to ask her her thoughts on certain things sort of uh, projected by feminism. All right, what, what do you think about Me Too? Oh, well, if a woman says, oh, well, it's good, they're finding people who's doing this and that, then she's missing the point. There's a lot of false allegations involved with the whole hashtag Me Too. There was a whole lot of fuckery. Men were being incarcerated only to find out that they were, in fact, innocent the entire time. And they just let them out and, and just expect them to, to live normal lives. Being incarcerated over a fucking wicked ass bitch. Despicable shit, man. But you're going to have. You're going to have this shit more and more. The attitude the behavioral patterns, the typical catchphrases, they all tell them themselves, but it is what it is. But hey, let's learn about these older, ran down 60 plus year olds on dating apps. Absolutely despicable. Basura. This is like old, this is 60 year old milk, guys. Just think of it like that. This is 60 year old milk telling you why 60 year old milk is good for you. Despicable. Yo, we got a video here today. And this is maybe for my older audience or maybe even younger. This is the advantages of dating over 60. Yes, you heard me correct. Oh Six, zero. Let's get right into it. Aye, aye, aye. Hi, this is Deborah. Oh. This video is to all you guys <laughs> who are after the younger woman. Mm. Okay. Let me tell you what the advantages are. Negative. Uh, Negative. Negative. To dating somebody over 60. So her, what she's Whoa. saying in this video is, here's the advantages <laughs> of dating me. But she's Whoa. disguising it by saying over a certain age. First one is... We've already done the child rearing. We've already raised our children. The second. Why are you bringing that up? Because that's actually a disadvantage to a younger person that wants to, you know, have a have a legacy, have children. Fine, maybe someone that wants to practice, basically, someone that doesn't want to have kids, they want to practice, and then later. She belongs to the streets. Ran down. Imagine sixty-year-old me. Despicable. 60-year-old street meat. 
a 60-year-old hooker. Basura! Basura! Treacherous, old, treacherous, trifling asshole. 60-year-old, old, treacherous, trifling asshole. Disgusting. And you know she's trying to advertise herself for younger men because these bitches are defeated. This is absolutely disgusting. On, they might actually have a relationship because they were laying pipe with uh, sixty-year-olds. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, you can't get us pregnant. Yikes! That's a big Ugh. plus. Uh, and another one is most of us are financially stable. And that doesn't matter. They bring this point up. We're financially stable. That means yeah, nothing. Are, are you paying for stuff? Exactly. Are you paying for the first date? Are you paying the mortgage? Are you paying off the car? Then again, this bitch is 60 plus years old on a dating app. She's defeated. She po- she'll do it. She'll do it. She will do it. She will do it. If it's to keep a man around. These old, defeated, desperate-ass bitches, man. These old, walking-around, Home Depot-ass bitches. Disgusting. Basura. 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 Now, seriously, this is disgusting. This is a 60-year-old bitch. <laughs> I mean, oh. you might be paying some. You might be contributing a little bit, but... You're not the breadwinner. The financially stable only really comes into play if you're earning a certain amount of money. And we have the ability to go off on adventures and to travel. You da- you guys dating these 20, 30, 40-year-olds. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Just like you were dated when you were 20, 30, and 40. But now you need to make a list of we can't get pregnant at 60. See, this is some female dating strategy type shit right here, too. This is what this is. This is nothing more than, like, it's the same thing that a thirty women in their 30s would do when guys in their 30s can get with a woman in her 20s or a guy in his early 30s or a guy in his late 20s can get with a woman who's, like, 18, 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, well, this guy's a creep. This guy's this and that. No, it's just biology. It's the younger, more healthier, less experienced having woman than a 60-year-old turned-up tramp on a dating app. Basura! Basura! Disgrazia! (laughs) Disgusting! trifling treacherous you barely can get pregnant in your 40s but i guess for any guys that have zero clue about biology 101 guess what when they're 65 they can't have kids we still are connected very closely with our children and with our jobs and they're very career oriented and we also are uh it's funny how he's it's funny how she can just go on here and talk for all women in her position. She can just assume that, you know, every woman who's 60 and older have all these things figured out. 
to say every 60-year-old women, especially going forward, are going to be women with kids, let alone a man present. Can I say this delicately? Uh, we know this is actually quite an interesting video because she's complaining about her past self when she was 20, 30, 40. And now she's saying that that person is really toxic. You should date the more mature person that knows what they want to do, but is maybe sagging a little self. Yikes. What we want Yikes. in the bed. Ugh. <laughs> Despicable. Oh, bitch. Come on, man. This is this is treacherous. This is absolutely treacherous. This is graphic, guys. Yikes. And uh, yikes. Also, you yikes. don't have to worry about us going through menopause because we've already Ugh. done it, Ugh. and a lot of marriages do dissolve when Ugh. women are perimenopausal and that tears uh, apart a lot of just brush over that right you just totally emotionally because of how your body reacts treacherous end of the marriage trifling but let's put them in the highest positions of power and control society and when they have their post-menopause and sort of go off the rails um yeah that just seems like a bad recipe really good marriages when uh you know, the guy doesn't know how to deal with it or the woman doesn't know how to deal with it. But, uh, yeah, that is, I think, the biggest plus. We, Because uh, once a woman goes through that menopause... That is the compromise there. Both parties have to deal with the problem and then you find a solution. And basically people don't want to do that because you can just go get something new i guess you can get your back blown out <laughs> you got people getting rid of long-term marriages thinking the grass is greener it's just that's hookup culture people within that grass aren't aren't really wanting to get married because um we get hardwired to really what's important in life and we're not that silly, giggly, twenty-year-old. Uh, yeah, know? she's uh, throwing shots uh -oh. at herself. Uh oh, yeah, she's not that woman who was sleeping around. She's not that woman who's out there having fun. She's not that woman that's out there experimenting anymore. Now she's she's willing to settle down. But this woman, keep in mind, is sixty plus years old. It took her that long to come to that understanding. Just think about that for a second. That silly, giggly 20-year-old that shouldn't have really been making too many decisions because basically 40 years later, still on the dating market. Yikes! If, if people have a good memory, Basura. look at some of your dating apps if you've Basura. been on them. You'll see some of the same people that have been on there for years, Basura. maybe even decades now. Oh, so... You guys who think that you're uh, doing something great by dating these younger women, no. Because part of a great relationship is Jesus. having something in common. And Basura. if you're not dating somebody that's even close to your age, Yuck. you won't have that music uh, connection. You won't have the connection. Uh, Shut you the fuck you up. Because you need that connection, the political one. Because people really want to talk about that subject, especially nowadays. There's even even people who would consider themselves political. <clears throat> I think I think personally, 
because of the political situation, it's kind of like that creates the barrier. But at the same time, I know a woman, regardless, isn't going to have a political conversation. Not a logical one. And I'm not saying all women, but this is a majority of women. They're not going to have the political conversations and be level-headed. They're going to be yelling. Well, I yell too. You know, I spaz out. But how they are, they're too emotional. So what so what politic or what what political affiliations a woman has really doesn't make a difference. You look at a lot of these female content creators on the left. You can pick them out. You know what I mean? Colorful hair, uh, piercings. You know, these fucking hosts like Frost. These hosts that turn into so-called, you know, activists. And get the entire company completely wiped out, washed. These type of bitches. And then it's no different than the Tommy Lawrence. The Brittany Ventis. Um, Lawrence Southerns. All of these women of the world who are essentially the same, but their quote-unquote political ideologies are are different. Now, me personally, I think women are women. And that being said, most of the women, the modern women, are in fact influenced or follow the narrative of the feminazis. That's just my personal opinion. A lot of nuance in talking about it as if... uh you know, basically it's gangs, really. It's Bloods versus Crips. That's really how Yikes. how um, politics is being played out right now. Yikes. Be like on a whole different planet. Um, uh, let's see, what else? Politics. Uh, uh, movies. Movies is important. You know, how, how would you like to go out with a girl who don't even know what, who Sylvester Stallone is? Or, you know, so... There is a lot of advantages to going. Can you guys call? Like, let's be realistic, too. <clears throat> I think bitches who are, like, in the older, like, maybe 22, 23 knows who fucking Sylvester Stallone is. Just from Rocky, people know who Sylvester Stallone is. Like, people know who he is. That's not a fair enough excuse. Especially when you are 60 years old, 60 plus, ran down a hot mess. And this is like a pro this is almost like this is almost like a 60 year old hooker advertising herself while quote unquote advertising older women. She's really advertising herself. And it's absolutely disgusting, despicable, trifling. And below, is that important to you in a relationship that your partner knows who Sylvester Stallone is? Uh-uh, fuck that. That's the the deal breaker, I guess, is, man, she just doesn't enjoy the same movies as me. So it depends on, if if you're wanting kids, you want someone that's going to be a good mother. This person seems like they've basically been dating for 40 years and they still want to keep it going. Why not? Going out with women your own age. And uh, one of my theories is the reason why these older guys go out with younger girls is because. She's such a hypocrite here. Sorry to pause so much. She was the younger girl dating older guys see they complain about when they're older they complain how guys date younger girls and they know that explicitly because they're the ones that have done it they did it us and that's not the point they're trying to do it now 
That bitch is trying to do it now. She's trying to date the younger guys now. That's the hypocrisy of it. Uh, they're afraid they're going to be exposed for maybe being a fraud because us older girls have been around the block and we know Ugh. what signs to look for. Ugh. Oh, disgusting. Basura. Basura. Trifling. Despicable. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. And it's kind of hard to fool us older girls. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh, disgusting. Yeah, of course. Try so. Definitely. <laughs> definitely hard to fool you. And, and you've been around the block. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. That's probably an understatement at this point. Despicable. So we got the follow-up where... Treachery. Now it's a year later, time's passed on, and why you should date them. Why you should date the women over 60. Let's get oh, back into Jesus. it. Uh, why you should date an older woman. Oh, no. Specifically over 60. I'm a... Five. Uh-uh. You gotta keep playing uh, it. I don't care. It's trifling. 65. Just days away from 65. Ugh. So, here we go. Ugh. Number one is we don't have mood swings. None of that stuff anymore. No PMS. I know that drives guys. Comment below. People, I, I know people being married. I got an, some older audience. Any mood swings when you hit 60, 70? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say people still have mood swings. It's crazy. That we've been through menopause. All that's over, okay? The next thing is we already have enough clothes and furniture, so you don't need to buy us any of that. Uh, the other thing is, most importantly, is that we can't get pregnant, all right? Most important. Um, that issue has been resolved. And, like, look... <clears throat> Congratulations! Like, what? What else? Didn't she already establish this earlier? Like, I don't, I don't get that as a celebration. But then again, women are out here deleting children and celebrating that. So, who knows? Quite a while, to a degree. Once con contraception came into play, uh, sorry, sorry, grandma. I mean, you can just put on a rubber. There's a lot of them voluntarily on pills and some kind of jab that they can't get for they put stuff in their bone and they can't get pregnant for two years there's plenty of ways medicine has allowed a different lifestyle straight up we also know what we want in the bedroom Ooh. we also know what we don't want Holla. and uh you know what guys don't really want in the bedroom is a 65 year old yikes I mean, <laughs> yikes bye 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 I hate to put it that bluntly even guys that are 60 I mean they'll put up with it obviously they've got they got married to them trifling but ideally they would still be younger than themselves reason why you should date an older woman Ugh. is because we We've already raised our children. Treasury. Most of us have already raised our grandchildren. Also, we are very experienced in the bedroom. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. 
Ay, ay, ay. That's fucking disgusting. Oh, God. Because you're at this age and oh. you're still acting like a 20, 30-year-old. Trifling, You've got dude. these apps that basically your target practice and Trifling. you get a lot of validation, even though they're not <laughs> wanting to date you and who knows what happens if there's a second or third date. It's just practice, unfortunately, the uh, town bicycle practice. That is key. That is key. We might be able to teach you younger guys things you've never done or even thought of, all right? And we are not tied to the social network. We are not tied to our phone all day. If you're tired of these young girls who can't even go out to a restaurant without keeping their phone in their in their Are you making the assumption restaurant who's taking them out who's paying and then they'll say well we're financially stable you pay because that's what is being a gentleman you've got to be a gentleman hands then you want to date an older woman because we know our time on this earth is precious and we've got better <laughs> things to do you got better things to do like go on tiktok or go on wherever the fuck you're at and advertise yourself like a 60-year-old prostitute. Despicable! Trifle. Basuda. Pure treachery. Just just complete, utter disregard for self. Like, just disregard for morals. Like, she just advertising herself like a sex object. Oh, she's 60-plus, so she's, she's experienced... She's 60 plus, and so she's not on social media. She's 60 plus, and uh, she doesn't get a menopause, or, you know, she doesn't have a period, or she can't get pregnant anymore, and her eggs are completely, just completely of non-existence. And she's just a human sperm bank. Despicable. Basura. Basura. We know the signs of a stroke. Oh my! In case you're ever taking care of yourself, we know a lot of medical things that you. When getting your back blown up by a thirty-year-old, you're saying, "Hey, we can teach you a thing or two, even things you've never even heard of, stuff we did back in the in the fifties, in the sixties." Younger guys don't. Are you not aware of? Okay. We also have all the time in the world to spend with you. Yes. Oof. Yes. I'd say that's a disadvantage that you've got all the time in the world to spend rather than. She doesn't have all the time. She's 60 years old. <laughs> let's just throw that out there. She's 60 years old, so she doesn't have all the time. All right, let's just be realistic. Let's stay on planet Earth here because, you know, these bitches are wizards with words. They really are. They got double speech and all this other type of madness. But no, let's 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 just let's just stick to the script here. I had to turn this air on, man. It's 34 fucking degrees out. Had the window down and everything. Fuck it. But yeah, you don't have all the fucking time in the world. And even if you do, you're at the lowest point when it comes to attraction. That's just the reality. You're at the lowest level of attraction. And you claim you have all this time as if that's something to truly advertise in your position in life. You've got your thing. I've got my thing. This is if you're dating 
and then you enjoy your time together because you're not around each other 24-7. Uh, another thing is, this is the second most important thing. So listen up. Uh-oh. We get a senior discount. <laughs> Yo, this is absolutely embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing. That's very important. Saves you a lot of Basura. money when you're taking us out on a date. Basura. So you're financially Basura. stable. Basura. But they've got a senior discount, so it's a little bit cheaper. So even when they're in their 60s, you're paying, but at least we get a discount. So don't overlook us older girls, because we have a lot of things that the younger girls do not have mm. all right so well you've also got no eggs though so you Yikes. don't have more of that oh than the no because that's real no <laughs> bitch don't got any eggs like i said she's not valuable in one aspect and for a lot of younger men who are interested in having families that's one of the major things that she doesn't have. Not to mention she's 60 plus years old. We were, I hate to, it's all just sort of hardwired within us uh, monkeys. We get called monkeys sometimes. You've got no eggs. Sorry Yikes. to say. Sorry to break that news. Yikes. Hope you like this video. Please subscribe and hit that little bell so you'll get more oh of my, my videos. It's crazy they still do these techniques even in their old age. She's trying to be like sexy here. She's trying to put the moves on for some of you guys. Have I got some older gents in my comment section? There you go. Disgusting. They, they know their stuff. Basura. They've been around the block. Basura. Yes, I do. I've been on Basura. YouTube for over 10 years. Aye, aye, aye. I even Googled my um, YouTube channel and it says I was a successful YouTuber. So oh my I God. do a lot of different subjects because. Yeah, that's it. That's enough. Shut up, bitch. That's enough. Absolutely pathetic, disgusting, an embarrassment. I mean, imagine her sons. You know, like, probably don't even want to talk to the bitch. Like, what are you doing with yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't want to talk to her. She putting herself out there on these dating apps and on TikTok like a goddamn hooker. Disgusting. Basura trifling and treacherous without any care shame or guilt putting herself out there like a 60 plus year old prostitute really put this absolutely irrational thinking delusional disgusting distasteful and without a and without a doubt disenfranchised if this bitch got, a, if you got a, if you got a hoe, if you an old hoe, you got to advertise the fact that you get discounts because of your age, you are disqualified. You have been eliminated. You have been eliminated. All right. Inexcusable. Anyway, <clears throat> we're wrapping this episode up. Was able to do a little something, something. I got some shit that I still got to do at this job. 
tying this shit into what I did earlier, this should be at two hours or so, two-hour episode. But as I always say, it's the end of another day. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another edition, Wicked Women Wednesday, another episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.